CNN and MSNBC committed MAGA blood libel for days until it was completely debunked in Colorado Springs. We're going to break down everything that took place there. So strap in. You don't want to miss this. And speaking of things that you don't want to miss, starting tomorrow, the Black Friday sale officially goes on at AmFest.com. Don't buy your tickets today. I know, I know, when you're doing a promo, you don't, you're not supposed to say don't buy your tickets, but I'm telling you, don't buy your tickets today. Go and buy them tomorrow, Friday. The Black Friday sale will commence, and you will get your tickets tomorrow because this is going to be the biggest sale. By the way, it's the only sale we're doing. Starts Friday, runs all the way through Cyber Monday. The only sale we're doing for America Fest. So make sure you get your tickets, secure them, come out. We are going to have a summit, Phoenix, Arizona, 17th to the 20th of December, to discuss everything that happened in 2022 and the way forward for 2023, 2024. Amfest.com, promo code POSO. Not today, but tomorrow. Let's get into it. Seriously, as reporters, what can we do different? Because there are five dead people in a strip mall because that was the only place they felt safe as gay or trans people in this town in Colorado Springs. And I am trying to thread this needle here. I'm trying to say that this is happening. This targeted stuff has real life impacts. They say on the internet has real life impacts. And I'm gonna fail, by the way. I'm gonna you know, freak out because it's happening because I wake, I wake up and I see that there are five dead bodies. But I think we have to have a come to Jesus moment here uh, as reporters. Are we more afraid of being on Breitbart for saying that trans people deserve to be alive? Or are we more afraid of the dead people? Because I'm more afraid of the dead people. I don't want, I don't want to wake up on a Sunday and see that all of these headlines came to fruition. Well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome aboard today's edition of Human Events Daily, powered by Turning Point USA. Today is November 23rd, 2022, Anno Domini. Sweaty Ben Collins, sweaty Ben Collins, going for the Oscar, going for the Oscar. What, a, what an amazing, let's just got, bravo, bravo Ben Collins. What a performance. Blaming MAGA, putting all of this on the feet of MAGA. A horrific incident using the tragedy, using dead bodies to attack your political opponents, going for the Oscar the same way that the White House Correspondents Association awarded Jake Tapper and others for leaking the dirty dossier, the P dossier. Yes, Ben Collins is is, is, is reaching out. He's saying it's time. This is my moment. I'm going to get that Oscar. I'm going to have it. But something happened last night. I'm sorry to report this to you, Ben, but... It turns out that a new filing came in in the case, and it turns out that for years, the shooter in this case, the alleged shooter, remember we have to say before the case was, was completed, but the shooter has identified as non-binary and uses the pronouns they, them. It wasn't a MAGA supporter, Ben Collins, it wasn't someone who was running around wearing red MAGA hats, going to Trump rallies, going to TPUSA. It turns out, turns out, turns out the guy was just nuts. And apparently we can't say guy anymore. No, no. We have to say they, them, and we have to say Mix Aldrich. 
So when you think about it, though, the real the real crime here is the fact that this non-binary individual was misgendered by CNN, by MSNBC, by Sweaty Ben Collins, and so many others all throughout this week. I mean, think of it. How many times have they been referred to as a gunman when obviously we know that the true and proper way to refer to them is as a gun they. CNN must continue. And I hope they go back and change every article, every horrific dead naming article back to a gun they. And so Ben Collins, that Oscar is, it's slipping through your sweaty palms. It was so close. It was so close. But look, I was on War Room this morning with Steve Bannon. And I said very simply and very directly what this is. This was MAGA blood libel. This was blood libel the same way, by the way, that the Jussie Smollett incident was an attempt, right? An attempt to blame violence on the MAGA movement, an attempt to blame violence on conservatives, an attempt to blame violence specifically and directly, by the way, on people like me, people like Charlie Kirk, people like the great libs of TikTok, Tucker Carlson, Steve Bannon, Libby Emmons, and anybody, anybody out there who's had an issue, Chris Rufo, who has done the work and had an issue with child mutilation, child gender experiments that are going on all across our country, including the Children's Hospital of Philadelphia, which I grew up holding in, in such high esteem, the beloved Children's Hospital of Philadelphia, snatching kids out of the foster program, snatching kids off the streets of the homeless, and throwing them in these gender experimentation units. And they were blaming, they were blaming all of you. They were blaming all of you if you had a problem with bringing children to drag clubs. Why? Because that's what was going to happen the very next day at Club Q in Colorado Springs. And so they strung together a narrative that was a lie. It was a complete lie. And the great Jordan Chamberlain over at the Washington Free Beacon actually noticed this because she's somebody who she monitors the mainstream media on a regular basis. She's got all the screens up. She can always see what they're talking about. On Monday of this week, nothing but the Colorado shooter tying him to MAGA. On Tuesday of this week, nothing but the Colorado shooter tying him to MAGA. But then all of a sudden, on Tuesday, the story stopped, the narrative stopped, and everybody started switching gears. And it was like, why did this happen? Why did they go away? Why did they change things? And then the court records drop, the court filing drops, nine bon non-binary they-them pronouns. Mix Aldrich, not Mr., not Miss, but Mix. They knew, do you understand? They knew this was coming. And they knew, by the way, probably from the start. Because when you're working at CNN, when you're working at MSNBC, when you're working at one of these outlets, you have access to Pacer, you have access to national databases, national court records. They could find the name change. They could find all the police reports from before. They could find everything. They've got Grundoons in there that can do all this stuff. But Ben Collins doesn't want to hear that because Ben Collins is part of what I call the disinformation archipelago. And he is one of the researchers, part of the research unit, that what he says gets reported by everyone else as truth. And so for two days, they spread blood libel about you, about me, about our families blaming us for this when it turned out to be a complete and utter lie. You should all resign in disgrace, and in a proper country, you would have done so 
already. But I want to get in because we have to pay some of the bills, folks. And you understand that a new report recently came out that American household net income dropped by over $6 trillion just in the second quarter of this year. That is the most on record. We already know that the Biden administration is doing everything in their power to keep you in the dark until after the midterms, which begs the question, what's going to happen if there's no incentive to hold back? That's why so many of you have taken my advice and protected your financial future with gold and silver from my friends at Allegiance Gold. Allegiance Gold can help you protect your IRA or 401k with physical gold or silver, or if you prefer, have it delivered securely right to your door. This isn't digital. This isn't crypto. We're not talking about SBX and FB, FTC and all that. No, much love to my crypto bros, but this we are talking about physical security. And Allegiance Gold has some of the highest ratings in the industry. Five stars with TrustLink, AAA rated with the Business Consumer Alliance, and an A-plus from the Better Business Bureau. How do you get some? How do you get in? Go to protectwithposo.com and get their best offer yet. Up to $2,500 of free silver on a qualifying purchase when you tell them the POSO sent you. You can also give them a call, 844-790-9191. Remember that website, protectwithposo.com. Be right back get your reaction to just the flood of news that we've gotten out of FTX, both from the company's new CEO, of course, who oversaw the uh, upending of, uh, of the bankruptcy for Enron, uh, who, who believes that Sam Bankman fried treated this company like a personal fiefdom. And then at the, on the other end, I want to talk about the, the regulatory aspect and what you think the future may hold. But, but first, as we've seen even memos coming out from Sam Bankman fried himself, what do you think? Yeah, it, it's shocking to me uh, in some ways. You know, I, I had some young kids break into my apartment four years ago. They stole a couple laptops. And within three days, the NYPD had arrested them and they were in jail. Uh, I had Sam Bankman freed, who maybe I'm not a judge or, or a lawyer, but I read my contract, certainly did things with our coins that were illegal. Uh, and he's running around the Bahamas, giving press conferences, going on TV. Uh, you know, <laughs> that whole thing kind of surprises me. I think his day will come. I'm shocked that his father, who's supposed to be a lawyer, is letting letting him talk or that anyone's actually listening to him. Right. Liars lie and will continue to lie. Liars lie and they'll continue to lie. Well, if you want to go talk about the the amount of liars on Wall Street, the amount of liars on CNBC, the amount of liars in that business, uh, I think we're going to be here for a little bit of a long time because here's the thing, folks. Look, if you think that if you really think that FTX is the only financial institution that's dipping into their clients funds and using it to spend stuff on the back end, uh, you're wait till you find out how Wall Street operates. Wait till you find out how the big banks operate. But this was egregious because what he was doing is he was spending on himself. He was spending on his girlfriend. He was propping up her hedge fund. The whole thing was a Ponzi scheme. The entire thing was a Ponzi scheme. But there's actually more. And Post Millennial has the story up today. I've got to read this. Now, I tweeted about this a couple of days ago, but now we've got the entire story, all the details. Because, you know, sometimes, what can I say? I get tipped off to some of the stories. I can throw out a tweet, but it takes time to get all the details in. So here's what we have. This FTX crypto bro, and by the way, I said it before, I'll say it again, much love to my crypto bros out there, nothing but love. He showered media organizations, left-wing organizations like Vox, ProPublica, The Intercept, and Semaphore, the brand new organization, the brand new outlet that's just put, been put out by Ben uh, Smith, right? We had Ben Collins last segment, we got Ben Smith right now, so, you know, something about these Bens, I don't know that uh, 
he was the founder of BuzzFeed. He went over to New York Times, wrote a, wrote a media column there that not a lot of people read. And now he's doing this new deal. They showered him with investment money. There's also something called the Law and Justice Journalism Project. When you hear something, by the way, that has a name like the Law and Justice Journalism Project, one of these stuffy names that you never heard of it before, you can just go ahead and put in the bank right now that that thing is some kind of creepy NGO financed by left-wing mega donors like this SBF guy, like George Soros, who the number one and number two donors to left-wing causes over the past year. So just when, as a rule of thumb, when you see something like that, oh, we just stand for journalism. Oh, we just stand for, democracy is another one. Whenever you hear this name democracy out there. Because here's what's happening, folks. We're learning how the sausage is made. We're learning the dirty little secrets behind the scenes in all of these media organizations. And it turns out they're the same as everybody else. It's worse than you thought. If you only knew how bad things really are. Because we're not talking about a little bit of, of money. As Semaphore launched in October, Reuters reported that, quote, the platform said it had so far raised $25 million from investors, including David Bradley, the owner of The Atlantic Magazine, Jessica Lesson, the founder of technology website Information, and cryptocurrency exchange FTX founder Sam Bankman-Fried. Well, well, well. Well, well, well. And uh, Semaphore has been putting out there that they've been going after Elon a lot. Elon Musk is responding by saying... Semaphore is owned by SBF. This is a massive conflict of interest in your reporting. Journalistic integrity is trash. And guess what? He's exactly right. So Elon is doing on Twitter right now the very same thing that Trump used to do for all those years, but he's doing it for a different audience. And this is something that I, I discuss a lot. I think people need to understand that Trump supporters listen to President Trump and they say, yeah, you know what? We, we agree with you. We agree. These guys are fake. The New York Times is fake. Uh, MSNBC is fake. CNN is double fake. Absolutely. But there is another group out there in the world right now. There's the world of crypto. There's the world of the sort of the tech bros. There's all these guys. They have some overlap with the MAGA movement, but they're, they're not, it's not all encompassing, right? It's a totally separate movement that's out there in the country today. And these guys, um, they listen to Joe Rogan. So, of course, there's overlap there. Certainly when Dr. Malone is on, uh, there's overlap with you know, barstool a little bit, even though Dave Portnoy is a complete douchebag. Um, you know, there's certainly overlap there because every once in a while they do get something right and they point out that the media just continues lying. And that's really the one thing that I think unites all these various tribes that are out there. So if we're going to bring the tribes together, if we're going to unite the clans, whether it's Elon, whether it's Barstool, whether it's Rogan, okay, what you're seeing is we are all pointing out that we can see the truth. We can see it in front of our eyes. And yet these people, by the way, Glenn Greenwald, Tulsi Gabbard, these people are people of the left, people that we would disagree with, right, on, on a vast, a mass variety of issues, a vast variety of issues. But we agree on this, the media lies and that there are powerful institutions and organizations that are behind that lying, okay? And these places like FTX, or if you've gone and read Darren Beatty's new report all about Tether. These stable coins, so-called stable coins that are backed up by these, they, they claim they're backed up by oceans of financial reserves. Well, really, where are those reserves? Can we see them? Can we count them? Can we get an audit of them? Told you not allowed. And so when we hear stories in the past, like Darren and I talked about last week 
on our Sunday special about the CIA and these shadowy cartels and criminals using using in the past banks and overseas institutions for money laundering. When you look at things like Tether, when you look at things like FTX, really starts to beg the question, especially when you're considering the cast of characters that surrounds them and envelops them, that how is it these scams were able to continue for so long without any scrutiny, without anyone putting them down? And the fact of the matter is that those in power are in on the scam. And so if you don't cut them in enough, that's when they go after you. Or when you make it too obvious, they leave you holding the bag. Sam Bankman-Fried was always the fall guy. It's as simple as that. He was used by people that are higher up above him in the overworld. And now that they don't need him anymore, he's left to rot. The same way that people left Jeffrey Epstein, that entire network that was working with Epstein, disappears overnight. The client list, the black book, totally sealed. We can never see it. We'll never know why it is that the people who were running Jeffrey Epstein will never be brought to justice. I uh, respect uh, China's achievements, which are tremendous over the last uh, over 40 years. I think it's um, a role model for many countries, but I think also uh, we should leave it to each country uh, to make its own decision what system it wants to adapt. And I think we should be very careful in imposing systems. But the Chinese model is certainly a very attractive model for quite a number of countries. <laughs> What have I told you? What have I told you now for an entire year about Klaus Schwab, the World Economic Forum, and their plans for the West? The Great Reset is just a name. The Great Reset is very much like communism in a sense, a name for something and a pitch for something that's a complete lie. It's a smokescreen for their true ambitions. So they'll tell you it's about diversity. They'll tell you it's about equality. They'll tell you it's about the climate. They'll tell you it's about any of these other uh, shibboleths in modern society or what I call these pagan theological cults, because that's what it is, really. They're pagan medieval cults of uh, worshiping equality, worshiping equity, worshiping cl the climate, which, which, by the way, was, you know, worshiping nature, obviously, uh, has been involved in, in pagan worship for, uh, uh, for millennia, going all the way back to the dawn of civilization, dawn of mankind, that what they've done, what they've done is trick people into believing that if you give people like this power, if you give people like these elites power, that you will fulfill your purpose and servants to your cult. But it's all a lie. Because what they want ultimately is total power, total control, and the concept of total government. 
And so it's not capture by the Chinese Communist Party. This is something that I think a lot of the Chinese China watchers, the China hands, that community, they get wrong. They say, well, what if our elites have been captured? I said, you don't understand it yet, do you? It's a merger. It's a merger. And I saw this when I was working in Shanghai. I saw it so often. We would bring people in from the US. We bring business leaders, political leaders. We bring all these cultural leaders in some cases. We bring them all in. And we would and our stated goal was that we were going to make China more open and transparent and that maybe China would become more democratic, right? And start introducing more political freedoms to the people, freedoms of speech. This is what we were told. This is why China was allowed to ascend to the World Trade Organization in 1999, which, by the way, Antifa was against back during the Battle of Seattle in 2001, right? China was allowed to do that. And we said that China is going to become more open and free politically. But it's been the exact opposite, hasn't it? It's been the exact opposite that's occurred. And since the 1970s, and really accelerating from the late 90s on to now. The people who live in the Midwest, the people who live in the South, the people who live in the Rust Belt, whether you're in Detroit, Chicago, Toledo, Akron, Cleveland, Pittsburgh, Erie, Pennsylvania, you want to know why Detroit looks like that, but Shanghai looks the way it does? Because that's where your money went. Because that's where your jobs went. That's where your wealth went. They shipped it overseas because they realized that by exploiting the slave labor of the Chinese people, that they would be able to enrich themselves. And now we have a two parallel system. We have a two parallel system. What do I mean by that? The elites get richer. The elites get Elysium. The elites get ownership. The elites get power. But you, dear listener, you get nothing and you'll be happy because you'll be distracted. You'll be distracted by games. You'll be distracted by entertainments, whatever the next streaming system, the next streaming uh, video is, the next series. Oh, new Yellowstone just dropped, right? And I'm not against Yellowstone, but I'm making a point here. New Marvel, new Star Wars is out. Oh yeah, you gotta go watch it. They've taken away all the all the strong male characters, made it all female characters. But yeah, no, that's great. That's great. Do you understand what they're doing? They've sold out the people of this country to the Chinese Communist Party the same way the Chinese Communist Party has subjugated the people of their own country. The Lao Baixing, the old hundred names, the people who are protesting and rioting to get out of those conditions, the slave conditions that are being placed on them in these worker villages, worker compounds that are attached to the Foxconn plants. You know what that's, that is, right? Foxconn, those riots that we're just showing you in Zhengzhou, that's their flagship factory. They got suicide nets outside, but they're cracking the whip because they're saying, even though we're not feeding you, even though we're not paying you, even though you're forced to live under zero COVID regime policies and the dictatorship of Xi Jinping, but those iPhone, iPhones and those iPads better be under Christmas trees in the West come this Christmas because it's Q4, baby. It's Q4. And that means there ain't no breaks. Full speed ahead. So what's going on in the CCP? 
So I want you to remember that as we go into Thanksgiving, as we go into the holiday season, Christmas, New Year's, this is the system that's been erected around you. Nobody chose this, but we can do something about it. And we will. So folks, tomorrow we've got a great show for you. We're doing a Thanksgiving tribute to Rush Limbaugh, the true story of Thanksgiving, as Rush used to tell it. Then this Sunday, we've got a really, really very special Sunday special with Eric Metaxas talking about the subject, is atheism dead? And how should and how is the American church responding to the rise of rampant secularism and moral relativism in our society? The country's going crazy. The country's gone absolutely crazy. People are getting rich. And the question is, do our church leaders actually have the faith and the moral courage backing up their statements? Do they truly believe in the things that they say from the pulpit every Sunday? Do they truly believe it? And if they did, would they be calling out the rampant sin at the, at the cornerstone of our society, at the center of our society right now? We're going to talk about that. We're going to get into all of it. So for myself, to all of you, happy Thanksgiving. God bless all of you. And as always, ladies and gentlemen, you have my permission to lay ashore.